Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. It's so important to realize that we can't come into God's presence without a sacrifice. And that's why this lamb, or your lamb, the lambs you have, the lambs here, are so important because they remind us that we dare not approach God without a blood sacrifice. We dare not. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So this is a little reminder just that how important it is to enter God's presence with a sacrifice for our sins. I can't help, every time I see this video, it's so moving it's Friday, but Sunday's are coming because it puts in, in such perspective what this is all about, what Friday, what we're doing here as, as we look at Good Friday. Is it depressing? Yes, it's the death of the Lord, but it's necessary that we, we rehearse this. It's kind of like the book of Esther. It's necessary that we tell the story again, that we remind ourselves. He said, never forget that I died for you. Never forget that. That was his whole emphasis at the Last Supper when he gave us the elements. He says, here's the bread broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Don't just pass it by. Don't just go by. But do this in remembrance of me. And that's where we're gonna have the privilege of doing on a little bit later on. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for being, Lord, the great Father who sent your Son to be our Lamb, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Help us now, Lord, to see Jesus in his precious name we pray. Amen. Okay, if you'd like to turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 12, verse 5, Exodus chapter 12, verse 5, because this is a passage here, these two verses, that are about the Passover, and that's important, because what we are going to talk about tonight happened on Passover night. Exodus 12, 5. This is really what happened with the Lord Jesus was the fulfillment of this. Exodus 12, 5 says, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. This is Good Friday. This Friday tonight is a very special Good Friday because this Good Friday tonight actually falls on the day of Passover. Tonight is Passover, today is Passover. Today, Jewish people all over the world as I'm speaking right now, they are rehearsing also on this Passover night how God saved them from the death of the firstborn. I mean, just imagine the blackness of that night, that night, that first Passover night, the most important night of the year, the most important time of the year, so important that God said, I'll tell you what we have to do to commemorate its importance, we have to reset the calendar. 
that this month is going to be to you the beginning of months because of Passover. That's what we read about in Exodus 12 too when God said, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months which shall be the first month of the year to you. So just like the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, when God came to earth, and that, what a momentous time that was, that was so important that all of our calendars mark that date. Every day, anybody who takes a pen out, who types on a computer, 2018 is getting the loud and clear message that 2018 years ago, there was a historical event when God became a man, the Lord Jesus Christ. So Moses gives this commandment, and he says, this is the beginning of the year now, and then he says in Exodus 12, 6, that they were to keep the lamb. Keep the lamb until the 14th day of the same month, and then the whole congregation was to kill it, and then they were to take the blood, collect the blood from the lamb, strike the two side posts of the door, the two side posts in Hebrew, it's called the mezuzah, is the door post, plural mezuzot, the two side posts, and then the lintel over the top. They were to strike it like that in the shape of a cross. And then it says that the angel of death would pass over them. Now, just imagine that night. Just imagine the incredibleness of that night when each family looked at their lamb. They looked at their lamb, and they said, that's my lamb. And as they looked at their lamb, they said, this lamb is going to save our family from the death of the firstborn. And on this night, they said to them, this lamb must die to save our family from the death of the firstborn. They said, this lamb must suffer tonight to save our family from the death of the firstborn. This lamb must shed its blood to save our family from the death of the firstborn. And all of those lambs on that night did just that. They saved their families from the death of the firstborn. Can you imagine that night when the call went out, now's the time, kill the lamb. The screams of the lamb throughout the whole camp there that everybody could hear, all of those lambs dying, suffering, screaming, as their blood is being collected and as the doors are being painted, the top and the two sides with this blood, this is Passover night. And this Passover commemoration has been kept and remembered for over 3,000 years. Not a year has gone by where it's been missed. And tonight is the 3,000th and something, I don't know, it's a 3,000 and something night that Passover has been observed since it was put in place by Moses. And that's what Moses said in Exodus 12, 42. Exodus 12, 42, where Moses said, it is a night to be much observed unto the Lord, much observed for the bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord to be observed of all the, all the children of Israel in their generations, in their generations. And I communicated with a, with a rabbi friend down in, in St. Thomas in the British Islands tonight, and he was telling me 80 people are gathering tonight so that he can commemorate this freeing of the people of Israel, this delivering of the firstborn. I communicated with a rabbi friend up in Milwaukee. He said tonight they have over 200 in their community center uh, meeting tonight. I communicated with another friend in, in Florida. He said they have their group meeting tonight all over the country, all over the world. Jews tonight, religious or non-religious, are meeting to commemorate this night just as most 
Moses said, it is a night, in verse 42, it is a night to be much observed unto the Lord and to be observed of all the children of Israel in their generations. Passover was the night of suffering. Passover was the night of death. Passover was the night of the shedding of blood of the lambs to protect them from the death of the firstborn. Now think of that day. Now think of that day when John the Baptist saw the Lord Jesus Christ for the first time, and when he did, he said to himself, oh my, oh my, look at him. You know who he is? And then he said the words in John 129, John 129, the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist was saying, this is the lamb. Not, not one of the many lambs that saved Israel from the death of their firstborn. This is the ultimate lamb. This is the ultimate lamb. This is the ultimate Passover lamb. Not just a lamb to save a family from death. This is the lamb of God who saves anyone in the world by taking their sin away. And with that statement, God in the person of man, fully man, the Lord Jesus Christ, emerged onto the stage of humanity as the ultimate Passover lamb to take away the sin of the world. And just as all those lambs in Egypt, they suffered, they died, they shed their blood, so the Lord Jesus Christ, on this night, Good Friday, he suffered, he died, he shed his blood to save from death. And just as the Jewish families all over the world tonight are remembering the many lambs that suffered and bled and died to shed their blood to save the firstborn in the families in, the, in Egypt on Passover night, so tonight we are remembering the ultimate lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and shed his blood and died to save us from our sins on Good Friday. And we wanna do this now as we consider the Lord Jesus Christ and what he suffered on Good Friday to become the Lamb of God, is we wanna kinda look at, at the stages. The stages of his suffering, and to me, the most important thing, yes, it is important what was done to him, but to really get to know him is to see how he reacted to everything that was done to him. Well, his first suffering came on being betrayed by his own disciple. It says, there was Judas, there was a Judas Iscariot. Judas, that word means Jew. That means the people that he came to save. Can you imagine that as he looked at Judas and he heard his name, Jew, he thought to himself, I'm not come but unto you. I'm not come but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel, the Jews. And so it reminded him. And Judas Iscariot, now he brings the enemies of the Lord into that place, into that night, there in the garden. And that betrayal for him was a suffering of the heart that hit deep, it hit deep into his heart. It's expressed in the Psalms, in Psalm 41.9. Psalm 41.9, it says that you can hear, this is the agony of his heart when Psalm 41.9, when he says, yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. Judas was his own familiar friend. They had eaten together. When Judas was leading the band, the first and last word that the Lord Jesus Christ said to Judas was in Matthew 26, 50. Matthew 26, 50. Jesus said unto him, friend. He said to him, he said to Judas, friend. 
He's leading the company that's going to arrest him, that's going to, that's going to end in his death. And he calls Judas friend. Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. We know in another place, Judas actually came and kissed him. And the Lord Jesus says, betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss? That hurt. That deeply hurt. That hurt the Lord Jesus Christ to have his own friend betray him to his enemies. Yet with that dagger of betrayal in his heart, the Lord did not give up. And this is the point as we look at each step of the Good Friday, what happened. The Lord did not give up, but he pressed on to, in determination to be that Lamb of God, to shed his blood to take away the sin of the world. And the strongest statement that the Lord Jesus did not give up was actually when he was in the garden. He was in the garden in John 18.4, John 18.4, and he knew what was gonna happen. He saw it all in his mind. He saw Judas coming to betray him, and he knew that that was just gonna start a sequence of events of horrible, horrible, horrible suffering. And it says in John 18.4, Jesus therefore, knowing all these things that should come upon him, went forth. He took the step forward and said unto them, whom seek ye? Then, during this mock trial that they had, when the high priest, he'd already decided that he was gonna condemn the Lord Jesus to death, he just needed a reason. So, he asked the Lord Jesus in John 18, 19, John 18, 19, the high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Now, the Lord Jesus at this point, he knew they were setting a trap for him. He knew they were setting a trap for him to have some reason to condemn him to death. So, but the answer that he gave was beautiful. And this shows the beauty of the Lord in John 18, 20. John 18, 20, Jesus answered and, to him and said, this is what he said, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple whither the Jews always result, resort. And in secret have I said nothing. In secret have I said nothing. So the answer the Lord gave, it was beautiful because it summed up who he was and what he did in his life. He says, in John 18, 20, he says, I spake openly to the world. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who he is. What he said was just an open address to everyone in the world. He says, I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple where the Jews always resort that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He was always going to where the Jews were to save them from their sins. He said, in secret have I said nothing. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying nothing in secret. When he's in the country, he's preaching to thousands. When he's by the seaside, he gets a little boat so that he can get off and, and speak to the more. When he's in the synagogues, he preaches without fear. He's not like Nicodemus. He's not like Joseph of Arimathea, who for fear of the Jews were secret. No. When he's in the temple on the feast days, he cries out things like, I am the light of the world. When he's, and then when he's privately with people, he says exactly the same thing that he has been saying publicly. He was never ashamed of his message. He was so open that he was like wisdom, the person of wisdom in the book of Proverbs where it says about wisdom in the book of Proverbs, in Proverbs 1.20, Proverbs 1.20, it says, wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief places of the concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city. She uttereth her words. 
Proverbs 8.3, Proverbs 8.3 further describes how wisdom is so open, she crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Proverbs 9.3, Proverbs 9.3, again, she crieth upon the highest places of the city. That's the Lord Jesus. He was ever crying out, ever announcing, ever warning, broad is the way that leads to destruction, speaking more about hell than he did about heaven because he didn't want anybody to go there. And then always saying, come unto me, come unto me. He's always saying, I am the door. He's saying, I am the good shepherd. His openness is the beauty of the Lord Jesus. He didn't look for any corners. He didn't look for any, any dark places. And then he said to the high priest, and further he went on to say to the high priest in verse 21, John 18, 21, John 18, 21, why askest thou me? Ask them which heard me what I have said unto them. Behold, they know what I have said. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's calling for those who heard him to tell about him. He's calling for witness. He's saying things like, ask the ones I cured. Ask the ones I cured with my, with my word. Like those lame, that just with his word, he caused to walk. He said, ask them, they'll tell. He said, ask the blind. Ask the blind that he caused to see. Ask them, they'll tell. Like the, like the man in, in, in John chapter nine. Ask the lepers that I cleansed. Ask them, they'll tell like the 10 that he cleansed. Ask the demon possessed, like in the place of the Gadarenes. Ask them, they'll tell. Ask the thousands who were hungry that I fed when I gave thanks for the food. They'll tell. Ask the thousands. Ask the ones I raised from the dead. Ask Lazarus. Ask the boy who I touched his coffin and he got up from the dead. Ask them all, they will tell. That's the beauty of the Lord Jesus. And what was the response that he get? What was the answer? The answer he got from that statement is in verse 22. John 18, 22, John 18, 22. And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand saying, answerest thou the high priest so? He hit the Lord Jesus. What did the Lord Jesus do? I mean, can you imagine? He's being so open. Just imagine if you were in that place. So open, so transparent, really laying everything out, and you get hit probably in the face. And what's the reaction? Well, it was a shock at first. And so what did the Lord do? Did he cause that man's hand to wither? Did he cause that man, to be, his hand to become leprous? Did he attack that officer? Did he attack the high priest? None of that. Not at all. That's the beauty of the Lord Jesus in verse 23. Verse 23, John 18, 23, 18, 23. Jesus answered him, if I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? Isn't that the voice of a lamb? Voice of a lamb. He's saying to them, he's saying, why did you hit me? Why did you hit me? This was the first blow that he received. And with the pain and the humiliation, he still didn't give up. But he pressed on, and he said, this is, just an, this is just an hors d'oeuvre of what's coming later. But he pressed on to be the Lamb of God, to shed his blood, to take away our sins. And then there was the pain during that time of one of his closest disciples, Peter, who had seen the Lord Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, who said that he was ready to die for the Lord Jesus, but then he said, and also said he would not leave the Lord Jesus because the Lord Jesus had the words of eternal life. 
And there in that Jewish court called the Sanhedrin, when the Lord Jesus was being accused and Peter was asked if he was one of his disciples, it says in John 18.25, verse 25, 18.25, Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. They said therefore unto him, art not thou also one of his disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. Under pressure, within sight of the Lord Jesus, Peter denies him three times knowing that, 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 knowing who he is, but he denies ever knowing, he actually curses and says, I don't know him. That deeply hurt the Lord. That deeply, can you imagine as the Lord is looking at that, he's looking at his accusers accusing him, and then as we saw in this video, Peter is denying him, and how that must have discouraged him, how that must have discouraged the Lord Jesus. He must have thought to himself, what have I devoted myself to for these past three years Peter, who I poured myself into for these past three years, he's just denied he even knew me. I mean, the Lord must have felt like it's written about Jewish people in Jeremiah 2.13. Jeremiah 2.13, where it says, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns, which can hold no water. See, when the Lord was arrested in Gethsemane, all of his disciples, it says in Mark 14.50, Mark 14.50, they all forsook him and fled. All of his disciples left. He has the pain, the Lord Jesus has the pain of seeing all of his friends, all of his disciples run away from him, and he's all alone. He's all alone, as it says in Isaiah 63.3, Isaiah 63.3, I have trodden the winepress alone. And of the people, there was none with me. That's him. So with, the, with this pain that he's feeling now of being forsaken and being all alone, he doesn't give up. Presses on. He says, I'm going to be the Lamb of God to shed my blood to take away the sin of the world, even if everyone deserts me and I'm all alone. And then he's bound. And he's bound and he's brought before Caiaphas. He transfers now from the Jewish court to the Roman court in verse 28, John 18, 28, John 18, 28. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas into the hall of judgment, and it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, because that, so that they might eat the Passover. It's amazing to see this word led, led. They led the Lord Jesus. You know, can you picture that? They led him like a trophy of their triumph. They have their prisoner, their prized prisoner. Finally, they had him, just like the video said, and just like Christian was saying. Finally, finally, Satan says, I've got him, I've got him. It's like the president said, we've got him, Osama bin Laden. They got him, and they lead him as a lamb. They lead him as a lamb to the slaughter, like it says in Isaiah 53, 7. Isaiah 53, 7, he was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, silent, so he opens not his mouth. As a matter of fact, when they first, when they first led him from the Mount of Olives, which is just outside of Jerusalem, and they lead him into Jerusalem, they bring him through one of the gates. You know the gate that that's called? That's called the sheep gate. Because that's where the sacrifices were led in. He looks at that as they lead him into that gate, and he thinks, I am the sheep. 
I am the sheep going now into the sheep gate. He's like Joseph. He's like Joseph who has just been bought by the Midianites, the merchant men, in Genesis 37, 28. Genesis 37, 28. And it says, they brought Joseph into Egypt. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. 